0: Started. Welcome, welcome everybody! Welcome back to the Black Men Win Devontae's World Black Men Win series. Um, I am the host, of course, Devontae, and we have a great, great, great Black man, um, Black Matt, on on our, <laughs> uh, on our um, interview this week. And um, we just literally like hit it. It was, it was, it was, it was literally like a mutual friend kind of connected us. And um, I'm excited to introduce Mr. Tim Gray to the, to the Black Men Win Series. How are you, sir?
1: Pretty good, man. I'm glad to be old man, and I'm very <laughs> thankful for you having me.
0: <laughs> absolutely, brother. Absolutely. So before we actually get into the interview, um, actually, one of the questions is basically gassing yourself, um, telling the people at home who you are, what you do, um, and, you know, just giving the people uh, just a synopsis of who you are. So let the people at home know who, who, who Mr. Gray is.
1: Yeah, my name is Timothy Gray. I'm 22 years old. Um, I'm a public speaker. So I've traveled around uh, speaking to people. I like to speak into the lives of people, encourage people, motivate people all in one. I like to be a part of the community as well. So I do different things in the community as well. Uh, Outreach, helping people, participating in in community events. So uh, basically being a value to our community in the best way that I can be. Cool, man. Where did you grow up? I grew up in uh, Grand Rapids, Michigan, so I was born in Muskegon, but then I moved to Grand Rapids at about six years old, and I've been here ever since, so that's where I've been growing up at. Good
0: old GR, man. (laughs) (laughs) So let's just jump right into it. Um, Let's just jump right into the series. So I got a series of questions for you. So. Our second question is basically as black men, especially during this time right now, um, with everything that has been going on with Grand Rapids, uh, specifically, um, and then just on a nationwide scale of, you know, so many protests happening, police brutality, um, that a lot of our black brothers and sisters are, um, you know, trying to create noise about um, do you believe that as a black man, that we support each other enough spiritually, emotionally, mentally, and physically? Um, and financially, do you, do you believe that we support each other enough as black men? Just not as, um, not saying specifically as a whole community, but specifically as black men, do you think we support each other enough in those uh, realms?
1: Uh, uh, for everything as a whole, my answer is no. Okay. And I'm going to kind of break that up Absolutely. Um, as far as spiritually. So I grew up in the black church, right? Um, okay. I associate church with spiritually
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, spiritually. I see a lot of competition instead of a lot of supporting everyone as a whole, man. I, I would, you know, be in ch- uh, church and I would see that certain churches wouldn't fellowship with other black churches because of their beliefs, yeah. Yeah. you know, Mm-hmm. And then it turned into, like, a, a competition. You know, well, we have this many members. Well, we don't believe this. We don't believe that. Right. And it creates more of a division than a support system, you know? And uh, also, as far as emotionally, I see that as another weak point. Mm-hmm. Because in the Black community, it's for years, it's been fraud upon to look at, to, to see another Black man crying, you know? Mm-hmm. Talk if, about if it, the Talk community. about it. You know, in the black community, we don't really show our emotions because we're afraid that that's going to be a sign of weakness. Yeah. So what happens is that we throw it up out the window as a whole and our emotions don't get brought to the forefront. Mm -hmm. So what happens is we have a generation of black males who don't know how to show our emotions, let alone support one another emotionally, you know? Yep. And you probably can attest to that, too. Even going to school, yeah. you don't want to show any type of weakness, yeah. you know, in front of your friends, in front of other people, you know, your peers, because we've been taught that showing emotion relates to a weakness, you know, and that's been a stigma for, for years. And uh, as far as, uh, let's go physically, mentally, that's another thing that I don't think we'd support because of. Uh, i want to explain this one really well.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: in the black community, um I, what I've noticed is that when someone is doing something great or if someone is trying to make it out,
2: mm-hmm.
1: they get talked about from our own race. you know if you, in, if you grow up in the hood, drug dealers are respected, you yep. know, people slanging dope are respected. As soon as you mention that you want to go to college. You get looked at crazy yeah. like you know it gets it gets looked looked down upon as soon as you try to do something positive yeah. you know in the black community because it's been a statement where we associate positive behavior with non-colored people and we associate negative behavior with colored people right why is it that when a, a black person graduates it's almost a surprise but when the Caucasian does it, it's the norm
2: yeah
0: you know that's a big one um that to me is is is, is very big uh, when i and I agree with you um hundred percent on that on all of those um, I think the biggest one for me when I created the question was the emotional piece, and I think you touched on that a lot um, Definitely. I'm, I'm a very I'm very unconventional in how I, uh, and how I do things. So, um, uh, my mom always taught me, listen, you know, you cry if you need to, you know what I'm saying? Definitely. Like, you you let that out if you need to, because she's seen how, you know, years, you know, years of holding so much pain in as a black man. Um, right. you know, from just seeing her uncles, our cousins and, you know, everything that we have gone through, you know, we, we have, we don't sit here, we don't attribute um, heartbreak in, you know, in any form, you know, whether that be a relationship, whether you didn't get into school, whether you didn't get that job, you know, you're, you're, hurt. you're hurting. So we're always looked upon as, okay, if we're hurting, we have to find a, a different coach instead of crying, right? You yep. have to find a different substance instead of sitting here expressing our emotions. And for me, it was like, hold up, pause. I said, every time I express my emotions in any type of way that was positive for me, um, whether that been crying, whether that may have just been letting my emotions out through various, you know, platforms, it's always been a help, right? Praying and, you know, making sure that my mental is good, you know, always staying prayed up and faked up, um, I think there is i think there's a generation that is starting to change that narrative but i also um think that we still have a long way to go in debunking all of that right we still have a lot of right generational curses and that goes into question number three like we still have a lot of generational trauma that we still have to sit through as a black Mm -hmm. community and particularly as black men so Going into question uh well did you did you want to finish question two real quick
1: yeah and, and just to add on to um what I was saying, I think that um as a black culture, I think that it's important that we start to embrace positive positive black people doing positive things Absolutely. you know. And instead of, you know, it being looked upon as, oh, you think you're better because right. you're trying to cause because you're trying to start a business because right. you're trying to create a path for yourself. Instead, we need to go behind them and start making positive things the new norm instead of negative.
0: Hey, Amen. I,
1: I, I agree
0: with that so much. I think it's because a lot of us want to be leaders. Right? Yeah, I think. I think I think, I think a lot of people need to watch the Last Dance documentary. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, 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 and seriously, I think a lot of people need to watch that just to understand the concept of that team, right? Because right. During, during, that, during the time of the 80s and the 90s, when you, when you had the Lakers, the Celtics, even the Bulls, or even just teams in period, you had that star player in Michael or Bird or Magic but they needed yeah. those role players around them, and don't get me wrong, those role players were dope. But they needed those role players around them so they right. could become a great unit and a great team. And and, and just watching the last dance, like yeah, sometimes you have to sit here and shift, but you don't stop, right? And I yeah, think you that. have to, you have to, we have to understand, like, listen, everybody doesn't have the capacity to lead, right? Everybody doesn't have the capacity to lead, but you have the capacity to help in your own way to a cause or to something, right? If you see a fellow black man or black woman sitting here owning their own business and you have these skills that can contribute to that business, why not sit here and do that instead of you being jealous or you sitting here being envious of that, how about you just sit here, come up with a plan, use your skills to enhance. That's why I'm all about collaboration, right? I'm all yeah. about collaboration and trying to see because I can't do it everything, right? I'm like I have all the stuff, but I can't do everything. I'm not a. I don't do photography very well. I don't do videography very well. I don't make fires very well. So I'm like, okay, I need people who are my skin color, who are black men, who do these very well. And by God, right. I, I, I found those. So it's like they know their lane. I know my lane, but I don't think we understand that our lanes can come together. Right. Right. I, I think that's, I think that's what we need to get out of again is that our lanes can come together. We can actually sit here and merge again. Cause I think there was a time where we were merging and it, yep. just, and it, and it just stopped for some reason. And now it's, right. it's coming again. The second wave of like, okay, I think our generation And some of the generation before us is sitting here like, okay, in order for the black community now in this time, for us to sit here and move forward, we have to collaborate, but we have to understand our culture. We have to understand our traumas. We have to understand everything about what we've gone through over the last 400 years, particularly over the last 60 years, (laughs) and particularly, um, Post Martin Luther King, and then understand what we need to do to move forward, so I guess that goes into question number three of the hindrance of our our curses um generational curses, and how do we realize our true potential as black men right because we have so many we have so many generational curses that you hinted on in the second question, you know, um emotionally not crying, and you know we've been told not to sit here and and, and be softies, right, in a yeah. way, you know, not be softies or, you know, you gotta be hard, you gotta be, you know, you can't sit here and cry. Do we continue to let that hinder us from experiencing our and realizing our true potential as men?
1: I am, um, I am very, very in the belief in the word insanity, mm. which is doing the same thing, expecting a different result. Yeah, so what I'm pretty much saying is that these generational curses are only producing the same results. Yeah, if that makes sense. At some point, and I believe that we have the generation that can really break some of these generational curses. Because a pertinent word, a pertinent uh, important word in that question is, "Do we continue mm-hmm. to let it?" Mm-hmm. So that means that we have some control. You yeah. know. Yes, I can, I can control my actions. Now, let's say someone grew up in the home where their father was a, a drug addict or an alcoholic. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean that I have to do that just because my parent did that. Right. In fact, that doesn't mean today I can't go to college because my parents didn't go to college. Right. At some point, sometimes we have to take responsibility for ourselves and we have to go out and get what we want. And we have to break these generational curses. I like that. And I believe that our generation can do that as a whole. And I think what we need to do is when one person starts to break it, then they can start a trend and give give younger people someone to look up to.
0: How do you how do you answer somebody who will rebuttal you in a sense? Because a lot of people will attribute that with fear, right? So Mm -hmm. a kind of argument to that would be Okay, well, I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if I can. You know what I'm saying? Like they see you and me in our respective, mm-hmm. you know, you motivational speaking, going into the community, really speaking, me being an entrepreneur in podcasting, and podcasting in this, in yeah. this, in Grand Rapids, where it is, as I've said multiple times, it is the epitome of our America where we see the majority and the minority, right? And you, yep. black men like you, me, and so many others who are dominating so many realms around this space, and then young black people like like you know um, the generation after us will see that and be like, "Damn, that's 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 dope." But right. fear, right? Because as a black community, what we what we don't admit is that we sit here and we even put our own people down. Right? Yep. We can even put our own now. Yep. So to the point of you saying, like, you know, we can break those generational curses and and, and and go to college. Somebody can kind of argue that and say, well, my mama said I can't do it because she said I can't do it, right? And some people, or my dad said this, or my parents said this, or my cousin, or my family said this, and they yep. and, and and people believe that. So to how do we break the fear of 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 that. How how do we get up out of that fear? Like I want I want people to understand that people are going to tell you that you're not going to do it. Definitely. I want you to understand that that's fear for them because they were they weren't able to take that step. They were scared to take that step. So how do what what do you think we should or how do you think we should go or go about that when it comes to the fear And, 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 and putting each other down in the black community because of, of the fear of of worrying about, you know, your family, you know, maybe failing and expecting you to fail or, you know what I'm saying? How, how do we kind of attribute that?
1: I have two, two things I want to hit on to answer that question. I think that's a very important question. Mm -hmm. And I want to first start off by saying that anything or anyone that does something significant, Mm -hmm. you're going to have obstacles. Okay. You're going, you're going to have uh, people that are against you or people that talk about you. Unfortunately, that's just the culture that we live in. You can't, uh, you can't a hundred percent get rid of the naysayers, especially when you're trying to make a difference. But I think first of all, to get past the fear, you have to know what is your purpose. Mm. Okay. You really have to know what is your purpose in life. Okay. And I know everybody's not a Christian, but one big thing that helped me was praying to God and really seeking God to find out, God, why am I here on earth? Amen. I don't just want to be on this earth and just breathe and have no purpose and die and just say I was here. Okay. So first you have to know what is your purpose in life. Mm -hmm. Secondly, to deal with the uh, topic of fear, and I think it was important when you elaborated on um, collaborating mm-hmm. and networking. I think it's important once you find out your purpose in life, collaborate or model or try to find someone who is making a difference, Amen. and try to talk to them too. Because you, me, anyone who's ever started something, we all started off with fear—fear huh. fear of the unknown. Yeah, fear, <laughs> you know, Thanks. fear. Yeah. fear yeah. Of fear of what was going to happen. You don't know what, you don't know. But until you start, that's the biggest thing is making that leap of faith.
0: Yeah.
1: And that's another big word that this is all faith.
0: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You know,
1: I don't, I don't know where I'm going to be 10 years from now, but what I do know is if I don't start, I'm going to be in the same place that I was (laughs) because I never took that leap of faith. So the other thing I think too is that we have to surround yourself with like-minded people. Amen. OK, so I know that there is a lot of naysayers about me, but mm-hmm. I surround myself with people who support me, exactly. people who keep pushing me. And that may not even be your own family. You know, Talk about you, may have to, you may have to find people who are not your own blood to support you. And, and you know,
0: I, and I say that all the time, like sometimes it's not your family might be the, the most negative Na- negative Nancy naysayers that you have in the back. They like they might be the ones that's literally keeping you down. You know, they, they may be smiling in your face like, oh my God, you're doing so good. But as soon as you turn that back, they are jealous. They are envious. They don't like what you're doing because they're stuck too in that same place. And it's like, you have to sit there and be like, yo, um, okay, I love y'all. But you yep. know what? I, I can't, I have to love y'all from a distance, you know? And Definitely. at that point I can't, I can't have that negativity in, in my space. I can't have that in my space. And I think once you, once, once we come to a, a place of that, once, a, uh, once we come to a place of, okay, we understand our purpose, we understand Definitely. ourselves as not only as black people or black men or black woman, but as a human being.
1: Yes correct
0: because as a human being once you understand that everything i feel like will come you know everything will come so easy i like you said we we both started if we didn't start yeah right right. we we would definitely be in the same position everybody i'm like if i didn't start in 2016 if i didn't start this in 2016 I don't know where I would be. I don't think I would have had my masters. I don't think I would have had all of this. I don't think I would have branched out so internationally like I am. I don't know where this would have went. I don't know where I would have went. I was stuck, so I'm like, I had to literally get to the nitty gritty of, okay, what am I doing here? Yep. You know, what am I doing here? What is my purpose? What, What do I need to do? And sometimes you're not going to understand it off brick, but you just asking the question of what's my purpose. That's the first step. Yep. That's the first step. And, and I think you hit it. I think
1: you hit it right on the nose, man. And also, um, I, I just always try, uh, try to encourage people too. you know, you look at Martin Luther King, Barack Obama, mm-hmm. you look at all these people who have had significant impact on the world. Mm-hmm. They've done significant and just because of one step that they took. But what people don't even realize is that Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, all these people, Rosa Parks, all these people, they love legacies yeah. for us today. Yeah. You don't know who in this world is depending on you living out your purpose and starting your step. Because I, 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 know, I, I know that some people might not agree, this, agree with this, but we might not be where we are today if Martin Luther King and Malcolm X and different ones didn't fulfill their purpose in life. Oh, oh,
0: I agree with that. I agree with that a thousand percent.
1: And I, so what I'm trying to say is that if you, who's ever watching, if you don't fulfill your purpose in life, you don't know who in the generation behind you might not make it because you didn't do what you were, live out your purpose in life.
0: Amen. And and when you understand that, then you understand that, that it's bigger than yourself. Right. You understand that it's bigger than you. And I got to that point a long time ago. Like, man, this, this is way bigger than me. When you start to build and build and build and it goes past you and people start to become your mentees and people are starting to look at you and you are starting to now mentor people. It, it, it means from... uh even afar or even up close, you're like, oh, snap. <laughs> oh, people actually dig me. Definitely. <laughs> you know, and it's like, whoa. I'm, you're, you, we're creating new pathways for individuals, whether you are in corporate America, whether you are in right, entrepreneurship, whether it don't matter, doctor, lawyer, mechanic, it don't matter. Like, every time we take a step to do something mm. that we want to do, it is another door that is opening or another mountain that is being climbed or, or built or another path that is being, um, built in order for us in order for the next generation to now break down those walls. And that's right. not how I look at it. And that's how I look at it. So that goes into question number four, what can we do better as black men? Individually to help improve our um, overall community for the
1: next generation that that and that that um I kind of I touched on that just a little bit um yeah. well first of all i still i still believe uh individually okay individually I have to know myself work i have to know my place in life and yeah. I have to know what my purpose is in life because <laughs> uh if you don't know those three things, you'll never know where do I fit in absolutely you know. You got to know who you are and you got to know your value and your self-worth Absolutely. to um, be able to help each other. Okay. So individually, once you know your self-worth, once you know who I am, what my purpose in life now, how can I bring value? Okay. Mm-hmm. From my purpose that I'm living, that I'm living out. How can I bring value to my community now, mm-hmm. to my society? And then The other thing, too, is that when you when you become successful, okay, as an individual, Mm -hmm. it doesn't stop there. I believe that when you become successful, you are supposed to go back to your hood, to wherever you came from. You're supposed to mentor and be an example for ones behind you. Absolutely. You know, I see a lot of people who become successful, famous, make it, but they never go back and try to help the next person come along. Why do you do and I too? believe that is a huge thing, okay? Because when someone makes it out, that doesn't mean okay, I'm done with them. Mm-hmm. I'm never coming back. You are an example. You are you are leading a path, and mm-hmm. I believe that we are supposed to go back and leave an inheritance mm-hmm. for the person behind us. Why do you think that is? Why do you
0: think? Because I think that's a big that's a big thing. Um, and that's a big, that's been a topic of the conversation ever since, you know, um, the unfortunate deaths of Breonna Taylor and Ahmaud Arbery and George Floyd. I think that has been the top of the conversation for a long, t- for a long time. But I think because of these unfortunate deaths in our community, it's now being hit on for real, for real. Why do you think the generation kind of before <laughs> us didn't do that? Right. Why, why, mm-hmm. do you, why, why do you think they didn't really come back to the community to build it? Because a lot, a, a lot of our OGs, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of our grandparents, parents. Um, when I think about going back to Detroit or going back to Florida or anything like that, I was born in Orlando, raised in Detroit. So for me, it's like, okay, it's so many dope black individuals that have come from both spaces. Right why hasn't it been more of you integrating into the community, right? Like I, I get starting foundations and I get starting um, organizations and nonprofits, but I'm, 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 I'm thinking to myself like, you have millions of dollars. You mm-hmm. made it out of this space. Why are, you not give, and, and why are you not giving back to the people that really have supported you when you were down? Definitely. And then when you got out, you forgot. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: You know, like right. that, that, that what, give me your opinion on that. Give,
1: why do you think that is? I think for one, I think, okay, for someone who was grinding to make it out mm-hmm. of a certain area or a certain hood or a certain place, they associate that place with negativity mm. okay exactly. yep. so pretty much what i'm saying is that example if, if i'm grinding to make it out a certain hood and mm-hmm. i finally make it out mm-hmm. my first thought is not going to be to go back because i just worked so hard to make it out of there get out period okay so then when you get out and you see the rest of this big beautiful world you like, man, I was missing out on this this whole time, yeah, I want nothing to do back with this you know <laughs> wherever I came from, and yeah. whatnot, yeah. and then um obviously, I've never been to that magnitude as as far as you know these people you know as far as that are famous and that are making it up going to all these different countries and whatnot, right. but I feel like when you see the rest of the world, they kind of they kind of get into a new world, yeah, okay because it's like people can live two different worlds. If I go from being here barely having nothing and barely seeing things, yeah. and then I go all the way across the world, and now I got the whole world in front of me, you know, my last thought is probably gonna be to give go back, back. Mm. or go back, you know? I think that people people will, would rather support their um, communities that they came from from a distance instead of go back yeah. and physically be present. Yeah. That's just how I, I. That's just what I think. But there's probably a list of reasons too as well.
0: I think. I think that's a good one, though. I think because when you enter into a new world, you know, it's like once you make it, you know, it doesn't matter what profession you're in. Once you're once you have made it, it's like you don't want to. Like you said, it's like you don't want to go back to that ne- negativity. And I think all of us at one point or another, if you live in, you know. Uh, the hood or anything I think you all you I even had that you know Yep. For a minute. but then it had to change because I'm like okay this is bigger than me like yeah right. I travel the world yeah I, you know the, it's going to be here for me yep. but I'm like the the hood that I've come from the hood the hoods that I know I'm like there's not a lot of people trying to get back so it's like okay I want to make it to point to a point where. I can do both. I can sit here and travel, still work, but also be present in my community, right, right. Be present there as much as possible. Um, so I know for me right now, that's the part where I'm like, okay, how can I be more present in my community? How can I be more involved in, in, in my community that I grew up in? It's like, for me here, honestly it, it's hard to be a part of this community here or just trying to um basically integrate when i know mm-hmm. that back home i'm like i need to be there kind of you know right. <laughs> i need to be there. I kind of need to get up in there because there's already people up in here that's doing doing that already yep really people back home that's doing that, and 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 to know that I have that, that we have so many people that are rich, famous, wealthy, that are doing the bare minimum, and then right. I have and then I have people who don't really have it together as doing more than the bare minimum. Yeah, right. We we have to kind of switch that narrative.
1: And I also would like to add too is that um we have it's a big thing where you know people they give money back, but. I think sometimes it's more important for people to physically be able to see you yeah. and physically be reachable. Yep. You know, that goes, that sometimes goes longer way than just giving back money, Yeah, you know, because some, I know a lot of people that give back money to their communities, to their hoods and whatnot, but imagine you going to visit, you know, a school in your hood, you know, a high school in your hood, yep. and then talking to these people, telling them what it took for you to get out. That could store. go a much longer way than just throwing us some cash and then never being present. Never being present. Like, I just think throwing cash.
0: Honestly, sometimes when they say, I, I done gave this amount to, the, to, to my community. Okay, where, first of all, where's that money going? That's, right. That's the first question. I'm like, if you have given so much money to this community, why are the houses still looking like that? Why, <laughs> right. right. outside? why is this liquor store still looking like this? Why is that church still got a broken pipe? It's right. trying to understand where the hell you, 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 <laughs> and you give giving it, where is it going? Definitely. And so I'm just like, okay, We're, we definitely have, we, we, we've made, we've definitely made a lot of progress and I don't want to make it seem like we haven't because we've definitely made right. a lot of progress. I just think the job is never not done. Right. Right. And I think right. we, we need, and like to your point earlier, we, are the generation, I feel less though, to make those changes. It's gonna be hard. Definitely. It's gonna be hard because we have so many of our OGs and O-heads who are just stuck in their ways, you know what I'm saying? And that's cool, but in order for us to change, we have to be able to shift. We have to be able to shift our mindsets, even a little bit saying, okay, we gotta kinda do it this way because doing it this way, yeah, it's been getting us, you no. Know, <laughs> you know, so, think, oh, go ahead, I'm I sorry. Think,
1: I think also um, our generation, like you said, we really have probably the best opportunity of any generation. Yeah. We live in a generation where you don't necessarily have to be rich worldwide or famous worldwide to make an impact. Yeah. We all have a platform. Yeah. You know, everybody's on social media has a platform. You can have a platform in your community. So if they see you doing something positive, you don't got to be that the magnitude of LeBron James. You don't have to be the magnitude of Michael Jordan. But just you even being, you know, well-known and respected in your community, you can, you know, start making impact and changes wherever you are. Big facts.
0: I I agree with that wholeheartedly. So the last question, brother, is what does Black man win mean to you? When when you you hear that phrase, Black men win, what does
1: that mean to you? I think Black men win, to me personally, I think that means us, Black men, coming together for a common goal, building each other up. Mm -hmm. And also letting each Black man do their own purpose and be their individual person. Mm -hmm. So me and you, we may not do the same thing. Yep. You know, I got my boy, Albert, he's a photographer and videography. Like you said, I know other black men that's into, uh, athletics mm-hmm. that's in this, but whatever they are doing, we all should come together and help build each other up. Okay. Yes. And also I believe that black men winning really means is that we start supporting each mm-hmm. other, yes. support your black owned businesses, support your, uh, You're a black uh, athlete. Support, you're black this, you're black that, okay? Because until we start supporting each other, we don't always be in competition. I don't think that we can win alone. It says black man winning. Yeah. That's together. Yeah. That's not individually. Just because one black person makes it, that doesn't help the whole community. I think black man winning means that we have to start winning as a whole, as a whole race of black men as a whole race of people, you know? And so I think black men, when it looks like us start to support each other, standing up, knowing who we are and believing in each other.
0: Absolutely. I think I, I, you hit the nail on the coffin, bro. That was it. (laughs) That was it. Like every time I ask that question, I think I get the same um, all around answer. And And I appreciate that because that's, that's literally what this, what this, um, this hashtag is, 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 and it's more than a hashtag. It's more to me, right. like uh, when I started Black Men Win, when I started this blog series, I really wanted to showcase our black men, um, black men period. It didn't matter if you were a mechanic, your local barber, right. uh, to the person who just went to college, to the person who's not even going to college, who's literally doing trade school. I don't care. I wanted right. to showcase different types of Black men, I don't care if you're gay, straight, trans, yep. I don't care. We Definitely. have to sit here and be able to break this this, 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 this competition, as you said, for real, yep. in a sense, and support one another, right? Really support one another in everything that we're doing and stop making so much of a competition. So, brother, I appreciate you for coming on.
1: Hey, uh, I appreciate. I, I appreciate you having me.
0: <laughs> hey, hey, I appreciate you. Uh, let the people know where they can find you and everything.
1: Oh, so if you want to go search me on Instagram, uh, Timmy Gray twenty four, uh, Tim Tim Gray on Facebook. Then I got my own Facebook page, uh, Timothy Gray. Um, this uh, quarantine's over, so I'm gonna start getting out again and got going it. to different events and speaking. So yeah, um, just search me and uh, just connect with me. Got you. When's your uh, next uh, speaking engagement? Uh probably in about two weeks, so I'll be speaking at church. Yep.
0: Sweet, sweet man. Well, we appreciate you for coming on, brother. And this has been another Black Man wins series with your boy Devante and the home the homie Tim Gray
1: in the building. We appreciate And you. also um, yeah. while we on that note Saturday in Grand Rapids at twelve noon, I will be hosting a prayer walk. So Oh wow. Dope. Yep. Okay. Yep. Sweet. We said twelve yep. noon, right? Yep. Rosa
0: Park Circle. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna try to be out there. Yes, sir. So I appreciate you for coming on, brother. Thank you so much. And we are out.